0: Hello out there in podcast land. Welcome to What's For Dinner episode 129 with the amazing Dom Herrera. Can you believe it? Dom Herrera sat down with me for What's For Dinner. I'm still in shock. Dom is incredibly cool. If you don't know who Dom is, by the way, you are obviously living under rock and not a fan of comedy. And if you heard of that squeak, that was my chair. Uh, Dom is an amazing comedian, He's had more television appearances than I probably ever will in two lifetimes. But with a guy, for a guy who's got so much credit and been uh, making people laugh for so long, he is one of the coolest, most humble guys in the world. And um, I was able—he asked me to do his podcast, which was a real cool honor. And uh, he was, like I said, cool enough to sit down with me. Um, we talked about comedy, about career, about life—just basic bullshit that you expect on the show. It was funny, it was serious, it was poignant. He even sat down with Skippy Green, which was incredibly cool. So I'm sure you're gonna love this. And um, to let you guys know about something else that's cool going on, this Friday, Allison and I will be on a game show called Celebrity Name Game. Yeah, Craig Ferguson hosted it. It was a lot of fun. I can't tell you what happened, but watch the show, because uh, if it turns out the way that it uh, was when we did it, it was a lot of fun. I know that sounds confusing, but watch the show. Look for your local listings for Celebrity Name, it's celebrity name Game this Friday. Enough of my rambling. Sit back, enjoy episode 129 of What's for Dinner with Dom Herrera. Bye-bye. What's for dinner? What's for dinner? What, what's for dinner? Talking, talking about what's ever on their minds. Talking, talking about what's
1: ever on their minds. Talking, talking about what's ever on their
0: minds. We're going. My, I, I on? You're on. My working. Yeah. working? My- you got levels?
1: I got testing. I got you got voice. testing. I got a Beastle of a schmigel of a Beastle. <laughs> you do a good Jew. I I was married to a Jew.
0: Were you? Yeah. Oh, I think we talked about you at the meetings.
1: She was the mother of the ugly baby in Seinfeld.
0: Was that really? Yeah. That episode was just on the other day. I saw it. Uh, the one about the shrinkage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a classic. Oh, it's fucking funny. That was your wife, really? I was in
1: the pool. <laughs> I, I was in, in the, the pool.
0: That's <laughs> just. I love when uh, Julie. We. Dryfus goes. They shrink. Did that
1: look. <laughs> I don't know, I don't how, know, you know do. how you guys <laughs> walk around with those things.
0: <laughs> that was your wife. How long were you married for?
1: Uh, five years, but I was with her for ten.
0: Oh, and was Four. she a comic?
1: An actor. An okay. Actress. Lisa yeah. Mendy.
0: Okay. Yeah, she's a uh, she. She's a good character actress. Yeah, I've seen her in a bunch of funny, stuff. Yeah. yeah. Nice man. And it's you, my friend. You. Uh, you know how to you 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 relate to the Jews? I think.
1: I certainly do. I lived in New York and Philly. Come on.
0: It's about as you as you can get. So we're here uh, with, the, this is, now we're doing um, my podcast. I just got done doing yours, which was a lot of this fun. Is the most we've Thank ever you. talked
1: in our lives. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I should
0: get to know you a little more. <clears throat> we we got to know each other in Hollywood when we were doing the improv yeah. a little more. Um,
1: yeah, but did I really know you?
0: I don't know. Do you feel like you know me better man now? mystery.
1: Rambling man of mystery. <laughs> yes, I do feel like I know you better. after yeah. meeting your family. It's has been interesting this so-called fictitious wife that you supposedly have. <laughs> Never met her, seen her. Well,
0: I uh, I, I introduced parts of my life to people in, 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 you have in divots. You met the brother. You met the parents. That's
1: right. The brother. The brother was funny.
0: Yeah, yeah. My brother. Uh, it's you know, it's funny. Like, how old were you when you when you wanted to be a performer?
1: Uh, six.
0: Were you so you were that young?
1: Yeah, I did stand up in first grade. I did. Uh, the nun tried to make an ass out of me and brought me up to the eighth grade. And she said, now see how funny you are in front of them. And, you know, I was so tiny that I was no bigger than the desk. You know, the desk were yeah. as big as me. And I had a really good set. <laughs> and I had to work clean. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. I remember getting laughs and the nun was foiled, you know. She was like, so pissed off because you know, of her. her, her it like backfired on her. backfired, yeah.
0: That's so funny. Like, so, y- okay, I actually did stand up for the first time when I was eight years old. Really? Yeah, I knew as a kid. Fuck, a, I was a veteran by the time I was eight. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: never had anybody, somebody topped you like that or bottom you whatever. Fuck.
0: Yeah, I did mine. Uh, I was in a talent show. Like, I knew as a kid it's, a, it's what I wanted to do, hands down, before I even thought about even acting. I knew stand-up specifically. And I did, like, a, uh, a talent show in summer camp and I did these imp- old impressions that my dad and my grandfather taught me mm. like Ronald well Ronald Reagan was a president but like Wallace Berry and Cha- Carol Channing wow this little 8-year-old shit doing that um uh yeah I forgot my whole point uh but yeah like I knew but it was when it,
1: you started and I'm sorry you were going after when you started yeah when and you and yeah, I, yeah, cause I, so I, yeah. so uh
0: yeah cuz I was asking you like if if how old you were and you so you knew at a young age this is what you wanted to yeah, do yeah I
1: always I always related to those guys like as if I was one of them but when I would see, like, comedians, you know, Rodney and all those guys.
0: You grew up watching Rodney?
1: Well, Rodney uh, was, I mean, Woody Allen was my first idol when I was a little kid because he was so brilliant. His writing mm-hmm. was so fucking brilliant.
0: So it must, have been a, it must have been a real, like, insane, I can't even imagine to idolize Rodney and then get to work with him and have kind of like your big break well, on his special.
1: Well, you've done that with me.
0: I wasn't going to go, but yeah. Good point, and well it, taken. The very no, very good point. My, no, but, uh, my career yeah, was, has pinnacled on the well, Dom Herrera F- podcast. The funniest
1: thing is as I remember Rodney calling me and oh, then wow. telling me, like, you know, like the first time he was, when we still had answering machines. Dom, mm-hmm. this is Rodney, you know, Dangerfield. <laughs> and he wanted to leave me a message about something. I'm thinking, fucking Rodney. I saved the message. Do you still have it? No, oh. but I mean, I saved it for a long, for years. You know, Dangerfield, like it's, a, it's like a, there's have so many Rodney's that sound like you. <laughs> I thought it was Carrington. My bad. <laughs> uh, we were talking about my uh, family.
0: Uh, just a so, side note, just because I was going to say when I was a kid, all I wanted to do was be a comedian. And then um, my family's kind of been me, been with me on the ride. So when you got to meet my brother and everything, it's kind of fun because like uh my brother, because my brother and I we watched a lot of comedy when we were kids, so now he cuts gets to kind of live a little vicariously through me. Yeah. So when he met you, he might not have shown it, but it was a real thrill for him.
1: That's funny. I do want you to know that. I always tell people when they meet me, they they're so excited. I said, believe me, it's better you meet me and then just leave because after you get to know me, it's going to be a letdown. <laughs> I guarantee. What he did? was kind of boring. <laughs> Very depressing. Do you
0: feel pressure to always try to be funny, or are you just like...
1: Oh, God, last night, uh, this friend of mine, she put me on the phone. I, t- I had told her a story about Rodney, about his you know, dick and ball set hanging out of his robe. And I asked she said, is there anything I could do for you, kid? I said, yeah, close your robe. <laughs> you know, and I, I told the story, and she goes, will you tell the story to my brother-in-law? I go, oh, I don't, please don't pass me around like a fucking oh, the yeah. joke monkey. And then... Then I tell the story, and she goes, it wasn't as funny this time <laughs> as when you tell them. So now I'm getting fucking graded on it. <laughs> you know? it's like I
0: don't know why people, like I know it's the, this this premise or the, the thought has been talked to death in our circles, but people feel the, uh, the need.
1: I thought, I thought I saw something.
0: Oh, it's okay. Is this place haunted? This one of the haunted clubs? it's
1: haunted, yeah. Mark's brothers used to have an office here. Groucho. Did they? Re- no shit. Yeah. What part? Upstairs, know, and then across the street, I think they had, like, the houses. Really? Yeah, I don't know, because, you know, Jamie's such a pathological liar. I don't know when he's telling the truth. <laughs> it's fucking uh,
0: Israelis, that's why.
1: Son of a bitch. He's Ask an Iranian-Israeli-American. To... Those I, those
0: Israeli-Americans. <laughs> that was a stretch. That was, like, the cue uh, for turn of foo Ask if right? Jekyll. Ask if Jekyll. Uh, No, yeah, just, like, people, for some reason, feel like we're just turn on funny. And just always entertain when you, at the yeah. beck and call kind of thing.
1: And you know how boring you, you you've been around people that are like that. Yeah, yeah. how fucking boring they are, and everything's a bit. And uh, oh,
0: you mean comics that are always yeah. trying to do? I always find those. Yeah, they're the most boring because like all they have is this front of being an entertainer, and then like we turn that off. Who are you? And like, yeah, oh, I, I don't even know who I am. I've
1: never met a comic who's really great on stage, who tries to be funny all the time off stage.
0: No. No, it's it's because I think I think when we start, I don't know about you. When I started, I was that guy. I was always on, always trying to make people laugh, always doing a bit, you know. Because cause my brain is kind of trained to find the humor right. in a conversation, you know.
1: Yeah, I and, remember you being a lot uh, lot more uh, high energy, kind of on. Oh, when I started, but well, yeah. when I when I first met you.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, back at Funnies, I w- oh, God, I was a goop. People used to call me Little Jim Carrey because I was bouncing oh, all over okay. the stage. I just had this boundless energy, and you know, I used to go up. My, this was my opening i would go do you remember that song by the i think with the romantics what i like about you what That's i like what about I like you about. Yeah, yeah. i used to go up to that and literally for about a minute dance that was my bit <laughs> oh god and it used to do really well because sure it gets the crowd's energy exactly going. but then you know what happened like i think this happens with bits in general you get they become uh robotic you know they and whatever soul that you had in the bit Right. the love that you had of the bit kind of goes away and then you're just going through the motions and i found that happened with with that i would uh be dancing and the crowd wasn't entertained they're just kind of looking at me strangely and i was like what the fuck am i doing i'm i'm a monkey right now
1: dancing with myself
0: uh oh uh, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah so that's i think was the start of me kind of turning down the energy and right. just realizing you could use energy more i i was i, I love analogies like, with comedy. Yeah. And I always said, my energy used to be like a nuclear bomb, just an A-bomb, just going everywhere without direction. Mm-hmm. Now, I use it like a laser, just focused for specific right. little punches. Well,
1: if you start off so high, there's no place to go. Yeah. Then the, it, it, it's so, I mean, I, I, I hate to sound like a corny acting teacher, but it's so much more important to have layers. No, no you're absolutely you right. From a pl- and then you go, wow, he we went to that extreme. Hey, everybody, how you doing? Ah. You know, it's like a fucking madman.
0: Yeah, no, totally. Like, I, I forgot who it was who said it, but, uh, you know, I think comedy, you need, you, you can't keep them up here the whole time. They've got to, it's got to be a ride, you know. Uh, You've got to have those low points just so you can bring them back up here.
1: I remember Leno saying a long time ago, because like, he was supposed to be a great club comic, you know, mm-hmm. that uh, he would do 25 minutes really strong and then give them a breather. In the middle of a long side, you know, like, cause they have to breathe and yeah, yeah, no, totally. Get but he'd
0: do 25 strong.
1: No, no 25 at the beginning, mm-hmm. and then he'd do like a couple of minutes of just talking to the crowd, fucking around. Oh, I see. Taking the level down and then get them again, and you know he knew he could get them again. That's yeah. the thing about a confident pro.
0: Absolutely. Know. No, you've got to. I think you've you've definitely got to be confident. You'll get there one day.
1: I hope so. That's I'd why I, I watch you. I train, watching it all. <laughs> videotapes of you well
0: thank you very much do you which do you have like what's your oldest uh set on tape
1: you know i think it's uh, i just saw this for the first time i think it's robin williams and i doing improv are you serious at the comic strip yeah because i was so fucking skinny and so was robin we were so young that's probably the oldest thing i have
0: When uh, was that from like year-wise
1: probably 81 wow I'm guessing. So Eight eighty, eighty one. I am guessing eighty eighty one i do not you know, I was in an improv group and Robin uh somebody must have told him that I was a good improver, I guess. And he came out and introduced himself to me and we start becoming pals and doing improvs together. I had no idea it was on like if you look up comic strip improv, Robin Williams Domerara or something like that, you'll it'll it'll come down. Oh, on YouTube? On YouTube, yeah.
0: Oh, so somebody else put this up? I don't know. Well, it wasn't you. Oh, it wasn't me. No, I that, didn't that uploaded I, it.
1: I don't even know how to get it. <laughs> I mean, somebody did it for me. But uh, you, I mean, if you're good at finding stuff, you'll find it.
0: Just type it in the uh, the search engine there. I'll definitely
1: yeah. look that up. It's very yeah. weird. I can't. And our, uh, uh, the audio is not great, but it's just so weird to see. To see it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that was and so that's over 30 years ago. Holy shit. I know. No. Uh, were you Well, You and Robin were kind of close, right?
1: We were uh, comedy brothers. We didn't hang out as friends, but. We have certainly have had dinner together. And actually, the, the, I
0: remember listening to the your podcast, or it was actually Rick Overton's Rick podcast that he did drug, next yeah. door at Greenblatt's, and then Robin came in.
1: I never heard it. You haven't heard it yet? Well, now I, I just I, I, it's kind of sentimental. I don't, I don't, I'm not ready to hear it. Like, you know, I understand. It's like, hey, what a drag. I know, yeah. I know.
0: I know. I'm actually, when we were in Hollywood, it was right around that time that it happened, I think. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, so it was still very fresh. What Actually, I think somebody on stage, you were on stage, and somebody, I don't think they were trying to be a dick or anything. I think they just yelled out Robin. And you were like, oh, duh, nah, I can't. I can't even do this right now. Oh, I w- yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't want to bring it down either. No, That's no. not what What for Dinner's about. Don't it's
1: let me down. down. Don't let me Fatal, down.
0: Favorite top five Beatles songs?
1: Oh, God. I don't really have them, but I, I would say we can work it out as one of them. If I Fell. Oh, great one. The Harmony. We Can Work It Out, as Great Harmony. Uh, oh, I, gotta, I can't.
0: All right. it's too Do you remember the first Beatles song you heard? The, did you see them when they were on Sullivan? Like,
1: yeah, yeah, I saw them on there on Sullivan. Is that
0: when you, you went, holy shit? No,
1: no, I tried not to like them because my sister and my cousin Barbara liked them, so I wanted to like the Dave Clark Five. <laughs> so I hated the Beatles. And I was, um, we had a snow day you know, and I knew we had a snow day because I woke up refreshed <laughs> as opposed to fucking exhausted, which I uh, was always staying up late at night and going to school exhausted. Right. And I, I never even listened in school. I had a radio that I had a wire that went up my my sleeve, and I would listen to the music all day. Right. Oh, no shit. So, anyway, so I come downstairs, and I go, oh, fucking, it. it was a snow holiday, you know? And this is great, man. No school. And, you know, it's. Uh, uh, the masochistic thing you do, like sometimes you see how much pain you can stand. I don't know if you ever did that. Like I was tr- I was putting my hands on the radiator to see how hot I could get before I pulled off. Right, know. right. And I remember doing that, and all my loving came on. And then it just got me. You know, wow. close your eyes. And then I'll kiss j- you I got tomorrow. You know, I, I'll miss you. That once I heard that, I was like, oh, fuck. I give it, I give in. They're not. The Dave Clark Five are not as good as these guys. So
0: no. Where are the Dave Clark Five now?
1: I don't know. I think they're the, they're the
0: Dave Clark Two. <laughs> uh, the Beatles my... are
1: two. Oh,
0: it's true. You you know that story about how um when uh like back, I think it was in the early eighties, uh, Lorne Michaels on SNL live said uh, invited them down, invited them down, yeah, and, and like, they they actually discussed it for a minute. Yeah. Like, Paul yeah. called John and said, "Hey, you want to do this? Yeah, could be yeah. fun.
1: How great would that have been, actually? It's, yeah, it would have been classic. I know. Yeah." I, I was there the night that Lennon died. Uh, you were there? Yeah, I was at. Do uh, you knew
0: Chapman? Yeah. Too soon?
1: <laughs> <It's> too late. <laughs> no, I was um, coming from a play. I was doing a play called Front Page. This place called the Manhattan Punchline. And we were in a checker cab, a bunch of actors. And we stopped at uh, the at the red light at 72nd and Central Park West. And I saw a, uh, a gurney being wheeled. <gasps> and uh, I am, you know, you know, and I had a very bad feeling, and I went, oh, that's where John Lennon lives. Oh my God. You know, and it wasn't his body because his body was in a police car. The police took him so it would be faster because he was bleeding so much. Yeah. Anyway, when it, my my uh, my wife was working at this place called Nanny Rose and she goes, look, John Lennon got shot, but he's not dead, and I went, oh fuck, he's dead. And I, and then I go home, and I'm, uh, you know, I wanted to go home and watch the Dolphins play, they were playing the Jets, and I hear Howard Cassell goes, the untimely and tragic death of ex-Beatle. John Lennon, I went, he's not an ex-Beatle, he's a Beatle. He's a Beatle, yeah. And it's like, fuck. And, that, that was, and I had to do a commercial the next day. I was sick the whole day. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's, oh, that, that's what. i could brighten up your podcast. Yeah, thank you.
0: <laughs> All right, if anybody's still listening and haven't slit their wrists yet, we got Don up <laughs> just, just because I'm a fucking paranoid, just making sure. Okay, levels are still good. Sorry. Usually I have that in front of me so I can watch it. Oh. Okay. But because we're set up in this particular way, yeah, that's that. Uh, that's like one of those moments that you kind of go like you like people say. You know, where were you when Kennedy was shot? Where were you when you heard about this and that? You weren't born when Kennedy was shot. No, no. But I remember where I was heard when I where I was when I first heard that Kennedy had been assassinated. <laughs> where were you? I was watching the Challenger explode. Sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you Sorry. are fucking lame. I'm a
0: dick. But that—that that's, like, probably one of the first for me is, like, I remember where I was yeah, when the I Challenger where blew up. I was, too. It was 86, I think.
1: Yeah, I was on Beechwood, and I remember coming out of the house, and people were, like, talk, you know, coming out and then uh, talking about, oh, my God, did you hear what just happened? You know, because one went, went down today, you know.
0: Oh, yeah, the uh, Richard Branson, yeah. the uh, Virgin. So much
1: for that little trip, huh?
0: Yeah, a lot of celebrities are booking Signed on up that. up for it, yeah. Yeah, you now you think they're trying to, you know, maybe we... We will we'll take take a rain check why to see would how you the
1: risk f- your life and something that's not even your fucking occupation. I don't know. You know, the, guys that do it for scientific reasons and all, but do you, do you have any of your fucking mind to get in a rocket ship?
0: I I I've never understood. It's weird. It's like I you know, and I'll, I'll be honest. I want that kind of he's celebrity be status. Now, everything up there has been bullshit. Now, pulling, pulling back the layers. I don't know why I go into uh a, a Fritzy when I. Oh. Uh, uh,
1: is the sound system working in here? Why do witches don't wear underwear? Why don't witches wear underwear? So they get a better grip on their broomstick. <laughs> hello. Ooh,
0: hello. Is this thing? You know why your ass crack goes up and down instead of left to why right? Why is that, Flip? Because when you slide down the banister, you don't hear... <laughs> hello.
1: He's got a hundred of them.
0: Ninety-nine <laughs> are mine. You ever heard that? Just quick side note... Uh, that story about um Paul Lynn doing a theater in a barn, doing dinner theater in a barn. No. He walks in, walks into this barn, and he goes, oh, "This place smells like cunt." <laughs> I think. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was funny. You never heard that story? No. Was uh, he gay?
0: Paul Lin? No, he got pussy all the time. Oh, okay. My yeah, God. I didn't think he was gay. No. Chick Magnet.
1: I never even knew that, you know, like those guys were gay. I didn't even know what it was. I knew guys dressed up as women, but when I was a kid, I didn't yeah. think of Paul Lin as being gay. I thought he was just fucking crazy and funny. Just flamboyant. Yeah.
0: Yeah, well, back then, no, you couldn't come out. No. no it was too, and, and then, amazing how things have really kind of just oh, yeah. become more excited. It, it It's weird. It makes things better, but at the same time, it gets oversaturated, I think. It beca- well,
1: now, you know, I saw like the two guys, two of the guys on uh, – two and a half men were uh making out Ki- you know he was kissing somebody in a car and oh yeah you know that whole thing that w- that saved i mean it, i don't know if it saved ellen's career because ellen was always terrific but it certainly propelled her career yeah when she kissed that woman on uh on her on show. her sitcom yeah her i sitcoms remember sitcoms ratings skyrocketed after that well, she me well, i just she, get a video i don't need to see that's not I don't, <laughs> it's not enough for me a little kiss that's too fucking innocent please I'm to see them yodeling in each other's canyons. <laughs> S- dining at the Y, as it were.
0: Dining at... You come up with some very colorful euphemisms, my friend. Thank you. You're very welcome.
1: They're not mine. They're Fritzy's. I steal <laughs> from Fritzy.
0: What would you say is the pinnacle of your career? Is it this podcast?
1: Yeah, I would say it all led up to this podcast. The pinnacle of my career? Like,
0: the pro- like when you look back at your career at this point right now, what do you go, you know what? if if I want to be remembered for that,
1: well, I, I don't know if I want to be. I, I couldn't say that, but I would have to say one of the highlights was getting the Ace Award for the best comedy special and beating out like you know guys like Billy Crystal and guys that are really big stars. Nobody knew who I was, and winning that was because it was like a winning an Emmy Award. Yeah, and today, but they they didn't have uh, th- they were called Ace Awards then. I remember those. And that was a pretty big deal. That's amazing. Uh, yeah. I didn't think of it that at the time. I just took it for granted, like everything in life, you know, but mm-hmm.
0: I think uh, you know, we were talking about uh I think it was when we were just doing your uh, podcast about um Oh, you you were saying like you woke up you you saw the, your boy your boy meets world episode and Seinfeld and this oh yeah. and that. And uh, you know, you were saying like uh you know, you got a little depressed from it. I think I and, and again I'm just
1: to see myself get age and get fat.
0: But do but do you also see yourself now having more experience, you know, like, I, I know it sounds cliche, but, you know, with, with time comes more experience and you, you look back and you go, oh, it's, I don't know, like it's, uh, because of that, I be, you know, I am who I am now. And it's, uh, I don't know, it, it fills you with more, I don't know, it fills me with joy when I kind of see where I was and where I am and who I am, you know, and, and how, uh, how moments in my past have kind of shaped me into what I think as a better person.
1: Well, I didn't realize how well I was doing until it stopped happening as much. You know, like with the advent of reality shows, my sitcom life was cut dr- dramatically. I mean, I still do some. I still did to my wife and kids and uh, Till Death and different things. But, I mean, there were times when I was on... Like, I remember one night I was on Becker and everybody Liz Raymond back-to-back. Back. Isn't that fucking cool? Yeah, they're really you know, cool. So... I didn't even know what I had when I had it. Now I don't have it and I still don't know what I had. You <laughs> I had it. You still have it, but I don't have it as much as I had before. Mister. <laughs> I said Mister.
0: Let me tell you something even if you had what you didn't have, the fact that you had it when you had it is something that a lot of people don't know. It's a good
1: habit to have. I'm glad I had it.
0: I'm glad you had it too. Now I like uh, and I'm not trying, you know, I'm not I don't want to be all modeling on you but you have one of the most sterling, stellar reputations out there. You know, I really hope you know that. Like, even as you say, you're not doing what you were, you know, a couple of years ago, your reputation precedes you by miles.
1: Oh, that's well, nice. No, I'm serious.
0: You're, you know, you're respected not only by audiences, but by your peers, too. I think that's the ultimate compliment for an entertainer. You know, Ted? Yeah.
1: I mean, it is a, a very, I mean, I've had guys that I didn't, blew me away, like, you know, I mean, I said to Louis C.K. one night uh, something about a bit that he was doing. He goes, I said, I don't mean to, uh, you know, butt in or tell you. He goes, hey, coming from you, I'll listen to anything you say. And it just made me think, you know, you know, the, the, the respect. And then the same thing with David Tell. Yeah. You know, not like Bill Burrow thinks he knows it all. <laughs> Kidding, Bill. Kidding, baby.
0: Oh, yeah, Bill's a big, Bill, Bill listens to the show all the time. So <laughs> I worked. First time I worked with Bill was in Miami. This is right before he did his HBO special. I was like, I love Bill Burr. Hey, Bill. And I used to do this thing on my website where I had like, um, I would videotape myself going, hey, welcome to the website. And it was like on the front page. And I changed the video every couple months. And I was in the green room with the uh, Miami Improv. And I'm doing it and Bill walks And I go, hey, Bill Burr. And he goes, hey, who, who the fuck is watching this right now? Who's watching? The, I'm talking to you. Just fucking go watch the porn that you know you're gonna watch, watch because nobody's <laughs> going to Flip Show's fucking website. And this is before, like, again, I never, you know, I didn't know Bill Style at the time, so
1: did, did it bother you?
0: No, nah, I thought it was, I oh. love when comics bust my balls. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a it's a term of endearment. I think that's how a comic show love to another comic.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I would never. First of all, I would never bring anybody on the show that I didn't like, and I would never bust balls of somebody I didn't like. Just the opposite. The more I bust your balls, the more I like you. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, I let anybody on this show, so please Craig don't.
1: make her do it? <laughs> Did he do the show? No. No, yeah. the I feel better.
0: Yeah. No, the uh, I know that Bobby two. Collins? Nope.
1: Okay. That's all. I'm done. Did, do you know
0: like and but, uh, I'll fuck it. Um because I I've known Bobby. Like see I work with him back at Funnies where I first met him, and I knew his reputation wasn't the best. But I always kind of got, I got along with him fairly well until I was working with him at the uh, Tempe Improv, and um, I was, you know, I was middling for him, and uh, I I had this pitch where I sell my merch, and I go, uh, you know, 100% of the money you give me, I give to the children who sell me pot. Mm -hmm. It's a cute little line, gets a laugh. Bobby got pissed, because Bobby, uh, apparently his merch goes to a children's charity, and so he got pissed that I was doing that, and that I was hawking my own merch. So as opposed to coming up to me, right? He went to somebody, He went huh? to Dan Murr. and then Dan called me into his office. and Says, "Look, Bob, he doesn't want you selling merch because he doesn't want you taking money away from him because his goes to charity." So,
1: do you think his goes to charity?
0: Absolutely. <laughs> so I um. So what but I had. How to,
1: come you were shaking your head? No.
0: What's that?
1: No, not, never mind.
0: Well, I, I was shaking my head. No. Oh, I had a stiff, I had a oh, crink okay. in the neck. I was just shaking it out. Well, you Absolutely.
1: Know you can do that and say it's going to charity, even if it's a minimal amount.
0: I think that's what you he say might. It's, all going, to it's charity. all going to. Yeah, I think that's what he said. I don't know. I don't remember the specifics. All I remember is that I was not allowed to mention my merch on stage, and I was allowed to sell it, but only outside of the club in a little stairwell as people were leaving.
1: <laughs>
0: and, that, and that at that point, I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to go out of my way to be nice to Bobby. If I see him, I'll be cordial, but yeah. that kind of really changed my opinion of him a little well, bit. Well, what
1: you were saying about, you, you, the n- nice things you were saying about my reputation and the comics liking him, mm-hmm. just the opposite with him.
0: I've I've discovered that. He actually yeah. got kicked out of the Panette tribute at the improv. Really? Yeah. He, showed, he showed up, and um, apparently Panette's manager didn't want him there. And uh, Dorfman asked him very politely wow. to leave
1: that's bad when you get uh thrown out of a, a funeral yeah or a wake or whatever you call them. it was a tribute a tribute
0: yeah you weren't there were you
1: no i was out of town
0: oh uh, you uh, knew Panette, yeah i love john oh uh, me too yeah. john he was um w- <laughs> and, uh, and uh, you know i think it's known in the uh community that john at one point was a little heavy into the uh uh into uh, everything into
1: everything yeah the first time. Last, last time I saw him, he was crushing Percocets into vodka. Was he on, w- We were on a cruise. Louis Black had a show on a cruise, and we went. Uh, really? We were three of the acts, yeah. Oh,
0: Jesus. Yeah, I don't know how he we, how we managed to live as That's long what somebody as he said
1: did. to me how, you know, about him. Were you surprised he died? I said, I was surprised he lived. Yeah. yeah. First
0: time I ever saw Blow was with Panetta. I was working New Year's with him at the old Comedy Corner, and we went to a hotel, went to his hotel. And he, do you remember Ann Keel? Who? Ann Keel. She used to own Uncle Funnies with Dorfman. Uh, no. Oh, sweet woman. Like, she she was really the one who first Sounds gave me my lame. start. Yeah, if if you ever worked Funnies back in the day. Yeah, well, I would have known her. Yeah. Um, she even said, she goes, you know, John parties a lot, and it's New Year's, because I was, like, 23 or something at the time. So, we uh, go to the hotel, and I've never done Blow in my life. But John, he had this, like, eight ball about that big, and he throws it. He goes, hey, Flippa, you ever seen anything like this? I'm like, no. Wow. Yeah, but uh, I'm glad. I mean, I'm... I know. Toward the end, he was clean, from what I heard. Uh, was he? Yeah. So I'm glad I that. Remember I
1: remember him showing me his foot. It was uh, gout. It was fucking horrible. Oh jeez. Purple.
0: Purple gout. Oh, the so the foot was pur- purple yeah. gout, as opposed to you know the <laughs> colorful blue gout that's <laughs> been going ma- around.
1: The Madras gout. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it's a. He was a good guy. Like, well, all right. Well, we're just about done. By the way, hope it was done. painless. It's uh, a 4:25. Perfect. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end it with, actually, you know what I would usually do? If you, if you want to do something kind of stupid.
1: What, what, what else?
0: Is... <laughs> As opposed to all this intellectual <laughs> shit we've been doing. So usually on the show, I do this little thing called the Skippy Green Show. So it's this, it's this little bit that I sometimes do.
1: All right.
0: All right. It's
1: the Skippy
0: Green Show! Oh. <laughs> Tom Herrera, how are you, my friend?
1: Good, Skippy. It's great. to. I'm gonna, it's an honor to meet you.
0: Oh, as well it, as well it should be, and I want to say it is an honor to be met. Now, yes, that is works. I'm going to ask you a question. Should you got to answer it in ten words exactly.
1: Well, I don't think I could do that. This
0: is
1: <laughs> part of the bit. Okay. Okay. Commit to the bit. Okay. Remember improv, yes it's and. Ten, 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 words.
0: ten words exactly. Okay. Not 11, not 9, 10. Here we go. You ready?
1: Yes. If you
0: could fuck. Chick to any Beatles song. What song would it be, and why?
1: If I could fuck. You don't have to repeat the question. Chick. Tell him get to ten. <laughs> the Beatles song. Helter Skelter.
0: Perfect. Look at this guy. Tell me you don't know math. Did I get ten? That was ten. Very proudy. It's a lot of pressure. It's. Dom, um, thanks so much thanks for sitting the, down with me, man. For me I re- on, buddy. And thank you for having me on yours as well, my friend. Well, I'll, uh, and, uh, you
1: can find me at, at Dom Herrera. That's on Twitter, right on there. Twitter.
0: And you're going to be. Uh, this is probably going to go up in a week or two, so people can.
1: I will be in uh, Long Island next week at the brokerage. Nice. And governors, and then uh, the middle of the month, I'll be at Bananas and and Hesburg Kites. It's, uh, is that upstate? No, it's n- right near New York City. Okay. What's a- Arlen, Harlan and Arlene Jameson. you'd love those guys. Oh, Is, I'll that, give t- a- is that ten words? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Flip. <laughs> Thank you, Dom. Okay, brother.
0: What's for dinner? What's for dinner? What, what's for dinner? Talking, talking about what's ever on their minds. Talking, talking about what's ever
1: on their minds.
0: About what's ever on their mind